Welcome to the America's Workforce Radio Podcast, the flagship production of the American Workers Radio and Podcast Network, where organized labor and its never-ending fight to protect the rights of the American worker come first. Now, presented by LIUNA, Laborers International Union of North America, here's your host, Ed Flash Ferrens. Starbucks workers preparing a nationwide strike. Cornell grad students win a union vote. And today on the show, Liuna's Training and Education Fund and the Insulators, Local 53 in New Orleans. Welcome to the Wednesday, November 15th edition of America's Workforce, where we are available on at least five platforms. That includes Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Pandora. Well, it is the continuation of of National Apprenticeship Week. It's the ninth annual National Apprenticeship Week. Started on Monday. We're focusing on various trades. Today, it's the LIUNA, Labor's International Union of North America Training and Education Fund website, liunatraining.org, liunatraining.org. And we will be joined by two very distinguished individuals. One of them is John LaConch. John has served as the executive director of Liuna's Training and Education Fund since April of 2003, so 20 years. And his career in training, education, and workforce development spans over 45 years. In fact, his experience in the construction industry began as a craft labor steward and foreman with Labor's Local 230 in Hartford, Connecticut. Give him a little shout-out here. Uh, He'll be joined by Bernadette Rivera. Now, Bernadette is the assistant executive director of Liuna's Training and Education Fund, and she is responsible for all of the fund's strategic, programmatic, and project development and implementation. And Bernadette, well, she got her start in workforce development as a human resources manager, and that was in the uh, corporate arena in 1992, she also worked as a English as a second language teacher in the public school system and as a foreign language instructor for a private language learning institute. Now, what we're going to zero in on is the foundation for success, and that is the labor management cooperation that Liuna is very, very proud of. And this is the understanding of the importance of training safety, critical thinking, and productivity. And as a result, Liuna, this is our presenting sponsor, they have partnered with union employers to privately fund, privately fund training and education for laborers across North America. This is funded by negotiation and a cents per hour contribution as a benefit to members and to their employers. No burden, zero burden to taxpayers. And as a result, there's over 70 state, provincial, and regional training centers across the U.S. and Canada with the partnership of LIUNA making this happen. That's very significant, very significant. Again, no burden to taxpayers. And we'll talk about the LIUNA advantage. Great stuff here from our presenting sponsor, Labor's. International Union of North America. Later in the show, we're going to go to uh, New Orleans and join Garrett Giglio. Now, Garrett 
is the apprentice coordinator for the heat and frost insulators. This would be local 53. Website is insulators53.org. A little background on Garrett. He graduated from high school not long ago, May of 2017. Started his apprenticeship in the September of that year. And two years later, he won Apprentice of the Year. And now he's the apprenticeship coordinator. They have uh, about uh, 30 plus members in the program, and altogether there's about 200 brothers and sisters that make up Insulators Local 53 in New Orleans. Again, we're highlighting National Apprenticeship Week. This is the third day in, and today the acting Secretary of Labor, that would be Julie Sue, is in Chicago to deliver keynote remarks and join the governor there, J.B. Pritzker, at a regional convening of federal, state, and local workforce leaders, all hosted by the Department of Labor. It's titled Vision 2030. The event is focusing on bringing together stakeholders from various sectors to foster collaboration across the entire workforce system and build an economy, and this is the important part, building an economy that benefits all workers. Secretary Sue's remarks will highlight the importance of registered apprenticeships in building the workforce of the future and address new efforts to strengthen and modernize the national apprenticeship system. Under the president's leadership, the Biden-Harris administration has already invested, listen to this, already invested more than $440 million to help more workers take advantage of these proven learn-as-you-earn training programs, and enable employers in many of the nation's fastest-growing industries to reap the benefits of an effective workforce development strategy. National apprenticeship programs. Many call them the gold standard. No doubt about that. Now, a brief look into the world of labor. The segment brought to you by the good folks at Boyd Watterson Asset Management, offering fixed income, real estate, and equity investment options to clients nationwide. Unionized Starbucks workers have announced that they are coordinating a nationwide strike of thousands of employees, and this will occur tomorrow. Starbucks Workers United, which represents workers at more than 350 Starbucks locations, has argued that Starbucks has failed to negotiate in good faith with the union. Now, the strike is scheduled for Red Cup Day, which is an annual promotional event when the company gives out free holiday theme cups. So there's going to be a lot of traffic tomorrow, no doubt about that. In the meantime, Cornell graduate students won their unionization election, and that vote was pretty significant, 1,873 to 80. Yeah, <laughs> overwhelming, I might say. They have now formed the Cornell Graduate Students United Union, and this victory follows a failed attempt Back in 2017, when the students voted 941 to 867 against unionizing. So obviously, times have changed. And this shift, according to researchers, marks a sharp trend toward unionization, especially among college campuses. Hey, if you're not being treated properly, maybe it's time to join a union. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, Lyuna's Training and Education Fund. Back in a few minutes. This is America's Workforce. It takes Lyuna to build North America's infrastructure. 
From roads and bridges to schools and skyscrapers, the men and women of Lyuna, the Laborers International Union of North America, build the projects we depend on. From constructing the Freedom Tower on the site of the former World Trade Center to untangling Washington, D.C.'s congested interstate, Lyuna members do the work that matters. Find out what it takes to be built by Lyuna at Lyuna.org. That's L-I-U-N-A dot org. We're the nurses, firefighters, and claims representatives that help keep our government services running. We respond to natural disasters. We care for our nation's veterans. And we investigate discrimination in the workplace. We are federal and D.C. government workers. And we are proud to serve the American people. Working in more than 70 agencies across the government, we know we can fulfill our mission because our union has our back. Learn more at AFGE.org. Paid for by the American Federation of Government Employees, AFL-CIO. This portion of the show brought to you by the International Union of Bricklayers and Allied Craftworkers. For more information, please visit BACWeb.org. America's Workforce is sponsored in part by Boyd Watterson Asset Management, LLC. Find out more about our investment solutions tailored to meet the needs of Taft-Hartley funds at BoydWaterson.com. The heat and frost insulators and allied workers are proud to be a title sponsor for America's Workforce Radio. The Insulators Union is leading the way in the mechanical insulation industry, fire stopping, and infectious disease control. Regarded as North America's energy conservation specialist, these professionals are known for their professional work and dedication. You can learn more about the Insulators Union at insulators.org. America's Workforce is brought to you in part by the United Steelworkers. You can find more at usw.org. A great union requires a reliable election system. Survey and Ballot Systems is a trusted election partner with more than 30 years of expertise in managing union elections. By partnering with SBS, your union can ensure it gets an auditable process and a high level of customer service. SBS is here to help you conduct your union vote securely, transparently, and with trust building always in mind. Visit SurveyAndBalladSystems.com to learn more. America's Workforce is brought to you in part by the International Federation of Professional and Technical Engineers. You can find more at IFPTE.org. Now, back to America's Workforce. Here's Ed Flash Ferens. And remember, you can check us out on Facebook or follow us on X, formerly known as Twitter. That would be AWF Union Podcast, AWF Union Podcast. Well, as you know, by now, I've been talking about this all week. This is National Apprenticeship Week, started on Monday. And what this is all about, it's a celebration. A celebration where employers, industry associations, labor organizations, community-based organizations, workforce partners, education providers, government leaders, you name it, all hosting events to showcase the successes, and there are many, and the value of registered apprenticeship programs. There are many out there. We feature them on the show. We've been doing it all week. And right now, we are going to feature our presenting sponsor. That would be LIUNA, Labor's International Union of North America. And we have two people joining us on our live line today. John LaConch and Bernadette Rivera. John is the executive director of Lyuna's Training and Education Fund, and Bernadette 
is the assistant executive director. So we got the people right at the top here. This is good. This is good. <laughs> so, so John and Bernadette, welcome to the show. John, I want to start off with you. And I was reading your bio earlier. My gosh, you've been around a long time. I'm, I'm looking at, <laughs> take me back to, what was it, the 1970s? Labor's local 230 in Hartford, Connecticut. Is that where it all began? That's where it all began. In fact, actually, my father uh, was a laborer uh, there when our local got chartered in 1959. And so there have been three generations of my family as members of Lyuna and who worked in the field as laborers, uh, my dad, myself, and my two boys. So, yeah, that's where, that's where I got my start uh, working mostly um, uh, building jobs, a little heavy highway, um, and I was uh, – I got to say, I was probably one of the better mason tenders around. So, yeah, it's, uh, that's how I got my start. It, it's been a good ride. I see that you were recruited and attended the Harvard University Trade Union Program. I've heard so darn many good things about that program. Briefly, can you can you tell our listeners what uh, what that was all about for you back then? Yeah, that I mean, that was exciting because it was quite the transition from literally being uh, plucked from the field to uh, go to the Harvard Trade Union program. But um, if I was to put a a point on it, that they uh, brought trade unionists from around the world, uh, not just here in the U.S. My roommates were from Malaysia and South Africa and um, Australia uh, and one from Boston uh, right there uh, near Harvard. Um, And uh, it won, it gave you a perspective uh, that was outside of just the U.S. and the struggles uh, that many of the other countries had and or the um, large support for trade unions in other countries. And then what they did is uh, most of our classes were um, focused on uh, labor movement, labor law, um, um, and but they had a great negotiation class where we actually um, – uh, were with the MBAs in a grievance and arbitration uh, and sort of negotiation class where they literally had all of our trade union on one side and they were the management. And as you can imagine, Flash, that was a spirited uh, uh, discussion. Uh, but it was a great program. It was a great program. They basically took a whole semester and uh, put it into half the time, um, uh, obviously, because many of us were working. Uh, as we went through that program. Great program, though. Well, I, I know a lot of very prominent labor leaders have gone through it and have spoken so highly, much like yourself, about, about that program. Let's uh, let's go over to Bernadette Rivera. Now, Bernadette is the Assistant Executive Director of Lyuna's Training and Education Fund. And, and Bernadette, it sounds like education is, is pretty much your field. I was reading earlier about your experiences of uh, education, language training, things of that nature. Can you uh, fill us in a little bit more about that? Absolutely. Um, It's been an interesting journey. I actually started my career in corporate and did a lot of human resources, workforce development, uh, became very interested in education, and transitioned over into – middle school teaching uh, traditional uh, academic content to 8th and ninth graders (laughs) Um, and discovered that my passion was really with uh, adults rather than focused on youth, not that there's 
necessarily anything wrong with that, but really helping individuals that are already in the workforce continue to expand their opportunities and, and ensure their continued employment. Um, I leveraged that experience into working in the nonprofit sector, and uh, through that opportunity, I was introduced to Layuna Training uh, and had a chance to partner with them on a minority worker training program, which was a pathway program for individuals who were interested in uh, doing environmental work. So thinking about it as a pre-apprenticeship to apprenticeship program where we did all the outreach, screening, recruiting of individuals and helped them transition into registered apprenticeship as laborers. Um, I happen to be a first-generation immigrant, um, so language learning is something I'm very passionate about. I have a certificate from the School for International Training as a uh, vocational English for uh, speakers of other languages trainer and um, was recruited to, to join the Layuna training team and help provide members of our organization and prospective members with support uh, to ensure that they can be successful on the job. So focusing on language resources initially and uh, now currently working as assistant executive director. You know, this takes me back to the time I had Terry O'Sullivan on the show, the president emeritus of uh, Liuna, and we've talked so many times about immigrants in the workforce and the fact that we need a much better policy in this country when it comes to immigration. That That's a whole nother show. I'm not going to get into that. But uh, you know what? I just want to let you know, Bernard, you're in the right place over there because I know Liuna is very, very much involved in this issue. Maybe we could set up another time to talk about that. But let, let's get into uh, uh, National Apprenticeship Week. Maybe, uh, and, and uh, John, maybe we could go back to you. I, I, there's a lot of outreach going on. I, anything specifically you want to call attention to, to what Liuna, and we're talking half million brothers and sisters in this union, of what of what you're doing to call attention to the fact that, you know what, there's some really good jobs out there, and these are skills that nobody can take away from you for the rest of your life, and it's it's important, and there's and and the opportunities are, are, are endless right now. Can you speak to that, John? Yeah, and <clears throat> I think the greatest thing about apprenticeship, um, and, and when you marry it to lines, a system of training, you know, we've, as, as you know, Flash, we've been around since uh, 1969 formally. Uh, that's when Lionel Training was um, uh, created. Uh, and so imagine, if you will, you look across North America, 74-plus um, training centers um, covering every uh, state and province. Uh, and so you had this strong foundation of these world-class training centers with uh, these instructors, and I think what apprenticeship does, I think, for people is it begins to distinguish the difference between a job and a career, That um, and, and I think a lot of people don't think of it that way, but um, apprenticeship really puts the exclamation point on that we're not training for um, something that is a flash in a pan, and when that's over with, well, somebody has to get training somewhere else or or have to look for another job somewhere else, where apprenticeship really is a career path 
of not just learning the trade by doing, you know, the learn by your earn slogan, uh, but it is also something that says um, we're building a full career uh, and not just uh, focused on one sector of an industry. And I think that has been probably the greatest thing of apprenticeship. Um, and when we outreach to high schools, um, and I'll let uh, Bernadette, and, and, and when we have that opportunity, talk about our uh, four-year high school program. Um, so when we're talking to kids and their families, I think they're understanding that construction is more than a singular approach to anything, that it is much more diverse in terms of uh, its workforce. Um, we're, um, I know you're going to have uh, and may have had other unions. If I heard your podcast uh, where you had uh, um, unions talking about uh, veterans, um, they're the perfect uh, uh, segue from their service uh, to our country, uh, bringing many similar skills to our apprenticeship program. Um, and we've had some of the best uh, minority and uh, community-based uh, uh, recruitment uh, activities for years, actually. Uh, and um, now extending that into uh, the LGBTQ community uh, and uh, in the uh, uh, incarceration programs, uh, working with tribal nations, I'm trying to go down my list in my head flash, but we've really done this sort of complete um, um, recruitment uh, effort. John, if you don't mind, I'd like to uh, point out, and we're speaking with John LaConch and Bernadette Rivera, and they're with the uh, LIUNA, Labor's International Union of North America Training and Education Fund. That website, by the way, is liunatraining.org. You know what? It, what's really important to point out is the fact that you – uh, as Liuna and, and all the trades, they fund their own programs. I mean, we're not using tax dollars here. I think that is so darn important. We hear so much about colleges, the expense of college, but, but when you are in a union, in a trade, you are, you are basically paying for somebody else's education. I'd like to get into more of that. Bernadette, would you mind picking up on that theme? Because I think it's really important, especially especially with this being National Apprenticeship Week, to point that out, okay? Yes, absolutely. So one of the uh, aspects of union apprenticeship is that it's based on the premise of uh, labor and employer partnerships. And we work very closely with our employer partners to make sure that the training that our members receive is relevant and applicable to the industry, and they are committed to the success of this model of workforce development. So all of the training that's done is done through contribution by our signatory employers, who we're very proud to partner with because these are socially conscious companies that are looking to ensure the success of their existing workforce, but also an infrastructure that can be there to support the industry at large over the long run. And they have an understanding that by investing in registered apprenticeship, that they are, in fact, benefiting from a cost savings at the tail end of this. Not only do they save in terms of outreach, screening, and recruiting costs, they're getting an, an individual who's going to be committed as an employee because they understand that their employer has made a direct investment in their future with the organization. So we're very proud of the fact that we have 
such incredible employer partners, and also uh, understanding that their involvement and their financial commitment, along with their uh, expertise that they lend to us as subject matter experts, is critical to the success of registered apprenticeship and to its long-term sustainability. So when we think about other ways in which registered apprenticeship is being funded, um, from our perspective working with construction employers, we know that this is a successful and sustainable model. Investing in workers, that's what it's all about. And again, it's a negotiation between the signatory contractors and the members. They work this out ahead of time, and they know they're going to get a skilled and very fine-tuned workforce, a workforce that will provide a lot of uh, good things to happen down the road, good projects, and we're seeing so many pop up, especially now with the Bipartisan Infrastructure and Jobs Act. John LaConch and Bernadette Rivera joining us on our live line today. They are, well, John is the executive director, Bernadette the assistant executive director of the Training and Education Fund. That website, again, is liunatraining.org. We'll continue with them right after this. You're listening to America's Workforce with Ed Flash Ferrans. It takes Lyuna to power North America with affordable energy. The men and women of Lyuna, the Laborers International Union of North America, have the skills needed to build and maintain oil, natural gas, nuclear, solar, and wind projects that are shaping America's energy future. From new energy tech to retrofitted facilities, Lyuna members do it all. Find out what it takes to be powered by Lyuna at Lyuna.org. That's L-I-U-N-A dot org. The Iron Workers Great Lakes District Council, consisting of eight iron worker local unions in West Virginia, Pennsylvania, Ohio, and Michigan. We build the skylights and bridges along the Great Lakes. With more work than ever before, the Great Lakes District Council is actively searching out the next great iron worker. Whether it's building the next Intel plant or constructing a bridge to safely connect our great cities along the lake. So join the Ironworkers Great Lakes District Council today. Find out how and learn more about the council by visiting iwdistrictcouncil.com. America's Workforce is brought to you in part by the International Brotherhood of Teamsters, where you can find more at teamster.org. This segment of America's Workforce is brought to you by Survey and Ballot Systems. SBS has been providing unions with secure and flexible election options for over 30 years. Visit surveyandballotsystems.com to learn more. The Alliance for American Manufacturing is a nonprofit, nonpartisan partnership formed back in 2007 by some of America's leading manufacturers and the United Steelworkers. Their mission is simple strengthen American manufacturing and create new private sector jobs through smart public policies. Keyword there is smart. We need to be smarter than ever in today's highly competitive world. The Alliance for American Manufacturing believes that an innovative and growing manufacturing base is vital. Vital to America's economic and national security, as well as providing good jobs for future generations. Good jobs today, good jobs tomorrow. Good American jobs. Find out more at AmericanManufacturing.org. 
Hi, this is Liz Schuler, president of the AFL-CIO, and I am a huge fan of Flash and America's Workforce Radio and Podcast. America's Workforce is brought to you in part by the Communication Workers of America. You can find more at cwa-union.org. America's Workforce Radio is sponsored in part by the International Union of Painters and Allied Trades, District Council 6, representing painters, glazers, drywall finishers, and sign and display industry workers. They remind you that belonging to a union is your right as an American. America's Workforce is presented by the Labor's International Union of North America. Feel the power right now at liuna.org. Now, back to Ed Flash Ferrens with America's Workforce. And remember, you can check us out on at least five platforms. That includes Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Pandora. When you get an opportunity, just sign up. Receive our shows on a regular basis and give us a rating. We always appreciate those five-star ratings, so please keep them coming. Let's go back to our live line and rejoin John LaConch and Bernadette Rivera. John is the executive director of Liuna's Training and Education Fund, and Bernadette serves as the assistant executive director. This week is National Apprenticeship Week. It's the ninth annual National Apprenticeship Week. There's been different events going on every day. And today we're focusing on LIUNA, Labor's International Union of North America, what they've been doing. We kind of touched on that in the first segment. And uh, I want to talk about the uh, the LIUNA Advantage. I mean, that just sounds good. John, I'm going to let you pick up the LIUNA Advantage. What What is the LIUNA Advantage? Go ahead. Um, it, what we had decided was that um, you know, many organizations uh, obviously proudly claim that uh, they have a quality program, they, uh, uh, you know, and provide quality uh, uh, services. Uh, and we decided to um, ante it up a little bit, and we went to two outside organizations, two, two of uh, the largest accrediting uh, organizations uh, really in the world, uh, one being uh, IAS, International Accreditation Services, and uh, ANSI, um, which is really well-known within the construction industry. Uh, and what we wanted to do was put our programs, knowing that uh, apprenticeship was just growing, training uh, both apprentices and journey workers, and then bringing in pre-apprentices from high school, we wanted our programs to really stand out from the curriculum point of view. So our curriculum is uh, accredited by these organizations, uh, and our instructor certification program, all the instructors, over close to 400 instructors from across the U.S. and Canada, come every year uh, to both um, um, maintain but also gain for new instructors a certification that is recognized by an independent uh, third-party organization. So we sort of take that line advantage uh, and then attach it to um, – all the things that are now happening that are the hot spots. Uh, uh, Lyuna General President Brent Booker, uh, one of the first conversations we had together was um, DEIA. Uh, he has a determined focus on diversity, equity, inclusion, accessibility, uh, and quickly, uh, Flash, we just came uh, two weeks ago. Uh, we just got back from our annual apprenticeship directors conference all the apprenticeship directors from across the U.S. and Canada come together, and we were we put them through our updated DEIA course, 
as well as bringing in individuals from uh, each of the designated um, uh, sectors by the Department of Labor. Uh, and all of it, all of it to create an ongoing strategy to bring in um, more diversity uh, um, into the union and into the apprenticeship program. Uh, and then also, by the way, uh, capturing that with our high school program, uh, we call it the LEARN program, and it's a four-year um, um, high school program that brings kids up and gets them entry into our apprenticeship program. Well, I know uh, the national building trades, NAP2, North America Building Trades, Sean McGarvey, he's been on the show a number of times, and I know Brent worked with him for many, many years before coming over to Lyuna. That's been priority number one, to get more females, more people of color involved in the trades. And, and it's, it's happening. It's maybe not as quickly as many would like it to happen, but it's happening. At least we're addressing the issue. Uh, Bernadette, I want you to talk a little bit more about this uh, four-year high school. That That's uh, pretty interesting, and I know you're pretty passionate about it. Can you uh, give us some spe- some uh, specs on that? Yeah, so it, it's a fairly new program for uh, LIUNA, but it is one that we are incredibly excited about and very passionate about ensuring long-term success. So as you are aware, um, it, we're seeing more and more of our existing skilled tradesperson reaching retirement age, leaving the industry, while at the same time an increased demand for workers just due to the uh, investment that's coming down the pike in construction, whether it's renewable energy, the infrastructure bill, the CHIPS Act. So we know that we're going to need to continue to bring uh, younger individuals into the trades. And one way in which to do this is through the traditional academic environment. So the LEARN program is, as John mentioned, a uh, occupational career pathway training for youth in high school that are looking to start careers as construction craft laborers. So it's specifically for our trade, and it prepares young people ages, uh, you know, 13, 14 to 17 um, to work in the industry. Uh, Not only do they graduate with their regular high school diploma, but they have a CTE endorsement, career and technical education endorsement, for the occupation of construction craft labor. During their high school experience, they get uh, several different industry-recognized credentials that help prepare them for the workplace. They get access uh, to LIUNA Training's uh, registered apprenticeship program through a direct entry agreement. Uh, They're credited for the work that they do while they're in high school. And we really try to build that relationship with uh, employers. So one of the aspects of uh, this LEARN program is the students are required to engage in a capstone project. Uh, Many of them do work uh, with employers throughout their high school experience. And so they begin to form these relationships, uh, which help benefit them in the long run. And then what's really great about the program, as, as Bernadette said, um, because these students are spending four years, and understand that LIUNA, including the Building Trades uh, MC3 program, for instance, uh, is a great program. We have uh, similar programs, too, each of the unions do. Uh, that are two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, six weeks in length. So 
Uh, here's what's interesting about the LEARN program is after four years, the kids graduate not just with direct entry, but they shorten the time they're in apprenticeship and they come in at a higher wage because they have gained skills and knowledge uh, that somebody just coming off the street and entering an apprenticeship don't have. So it's quite the advantage, and we've seen uh, we've seen these kids graduate, come into the apprenticeship program. They uh, graduate quicker through the apprenticeship program and are in leadership positions uh, in the field uh, quicker than if they had just uh, entered through the regular apprenticeship program. You know, my take on this, and I love I love this conversation, this LEARN program, it's, it's almost like we are educating or re-educating the educators. And, and I say that because I'm old enough to remember shop class in high school, and, and that got a lot of kids started in the trades, when you think about that, because they were building something. It was exciting, and they knew that, oh, let me, let me take this further, and they No, they're building a house. They're building a bridge. You know, sky's the limit. So my question, and either one of you could pick this up, I I mean, are the people in the high schools, the council, are they they buying into this? I mean, we know we need people in the trades. That's a given. And it's important to say, you know what? Maybe college is not the way to go. It's not for everybody. Buddy, I'm just what where are we with it right now? John or Bernadette, just pick it up from there. I can do a quick flash, and that is that it's it, you just asked the key question. It is fundamental to uh, w- what we hope to be a continued dynamic shift. And it's really uh, the school leadership. The counselors are still sort of uh, let's go to college um, until until they begin to see, these kids who are graduating and uh, getting advanced credit and making money right away, they're, 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 getting, uh, they're starting on pensions, and uh, they have health care. Uh, we, uh, we were at a parents' night in Toledo, Ohio. One of our learn schools is there. And you're talking about a poor community um, and the excitement in the parents that we met, tears in their eyes, uh, and then bringing the brothers and sisters, the little brothers and sisters of those who are freshmen, sophomore, juniors, and seniors, and seeing what their brothers and sisters had made in class, but also those who will be graduating. Um, and so you are, you answered the great, you asked the great question, uh, Flash, and we are starting to see uh, school and school districts and school systems and school boards understanding that that um, uh, college is in the path, but I'll throw this at you. One of the things we are seeing is that kids who've come through the LEARN program um, and who do go on to college go on with a focus, so they might take architecture or they might take construction management. So if they do go, Mm -hmm. it's not this wandering of four years. Gotcha, gotcha. Bernadette, anything you want to add to that? Yeah, I wanted to circle back to uh, something we were talking about earlier in the podcast related to diversity and how, as an organization, we can help support a more diverse workforce. This LEARN program has been such a catalyst for increasing the number of female apprentices that we have seen, and that's because it provides young girls with the option to experience what it's like to work in construction in a safe and supportive environment. 
So they're starting to be exposed to the trade in a way that is very um, safe. It's done in partnership with their peers and their teachers, projects. All of our learning through this high school program is project-based. So they begin to feel comfortable working with the tools, doing this kind of work, and become aware of their own power and their ability to succeed. And so once they complete the, their high school experience, they're coming into the apprenticeship program and, as John mentioned, attaining leadership roles within the organization. So it's been a great way for us to introduce young girls to careers in construction. And that's what we want, no doubt about that. Well, John and Bernadette, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciated this uh, this conversation. John LaConch, who is the executive director of Lyuna's Training and Education Fund, and Bernadette, Bernadette Rivera, serves as assistant executive director to that same fund. The uh, website, liunatraining.org, liunatraining.org. John and Bernadette, thank you so much. Let's do this again down the road. Can we Can we handle that? Would love to, Flash, and thanks for having us on. Thank you so much. You got it. Anytime. Thank you. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to go to the city of New Orleans and check in with Local 53 of the heat and frost insulators. This is America's Workforce. More shows available at awfradio.com. It takes Lyuna to keep America running. Over 70,000 public employees are part of Lyuna, the Laborers International Union of North America, delivering critical services such as health care and emergency response, as well as maintaining roads and sanitation systems. Even the National Postal Mail Handlers Union, representing over 47,000 U.S. postal workers, is affiliated with LIUNA. Find out what it takes for LIUNA to keep America running at LIUNA.org. That's L-I-U-N-A dot org. Are you an experienced mechanical insulator looking to take your career to the next level? Insulators Local 50 in Central Ohio has steady work for a number of years. Insulators Local 50 offers a total wage and benefits package that can't be beat. It's not just the competitive wages. Local 50 also provides medical, vision, and dental insurance with no paycheck deductions for you and your family. Don't miss out on the chance to secure your future. Join us at Insulators Local 50. Earn great pay and the best benefits. Visit insulators50.com forward slash AWF50 to fill out the online form and a local 50 representative will call to begin the process. Union members need to be heard. Reliable and convenient union voting has never been more important than it is now. Make voting easy for your membership by working with survey and ballot systems. SPS offers encrypted and monitored solutions that ensure your elections are accurate and accessible for every member through mail-in, online, and in-person voting. Visit surveyandballotsystems.com and take the next step in getting secure and auditable elections. America's Workforce is brought to you in part by the Heat and Frost Insulators Labor Management Cooperative Trust. Find out more at insulators.org forward slash LMCT. There is unity and strength for workers. We are the USW. We are the USW. The the United United Steelworkers. The largest industrial union in North America. We represent 850,000 members in In the the US, US, Canada, Canada, and and the the Caribbean. Caribbean. 
We work in metals, rubber, chemicals, paper, oil refining, atomic energy, and the service sector. We are steel workers, standing strong and fighting for what's right. America's workforce is brought to you in part by the United Auto Workers. Find more at UAW.org. America's workforce is sponsored in part by Boyd Watterson Asset Management, LLC. Find out more about our investment solutions tailored to meet the needs of Taft-Hartley funds at BoydWatterson.com. America's Workforce is brought to you in part by the Ironworkers. You can find more at ironworkers.org. Now, back to America's Workforce. Here's Ed Flash Ferens. And remember, you can check us out on Facebook or follow us on X, formerly known as Twitter. That would be AWF Union Podcast, AWF Union Podcast. By the way, this next segment brought to you in part by the Ohio Federation of Teachers. You can find more at oh.aft.org. Let's go to uh, line number two right now and welcome a newcomer to the show. As I indicated, this is National Apprenticeship Week, so we're focusing on various trades. And right now we're going to zero in on the heat and frost insulators. This will be Local 53 in New Orleans. And the website is insulators53.org. Garrett Giglio is the apprenticeship coordinator there. And uh, right now they have about 200 or so people working in the heat and frost insulators. We'll talk more about the program right now. Hey, Garrett, welcome to America's Workforce. How are we doing today, my brother? Oh, I'm doing great. How are you doing? Good, 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 good. How, how's the weather in New Orleans? It's, it seems like it's always pretty nice down there. <laughs> it is. It's actually pretty cool this morning. I mean, it's not It's not too bad. Um, mm-hmm. Sun shining. <laughs> That's good. That's good to hear. I like that. I know sometimes you get some pretty nasty weather there with hurricanes, but let's zero in on uh, local fifty-three. You got two hundred. How many members in the uh, in the apprenticeship program right now? Uh, we have thirty-two apprentices right now. Is that up or down or normal? That's about normal. I mean, it's usually not huge in the apprenticeship wise. I mean, thirty-two. It, it can get to about 40, you know, it's not, it ranges between those two down here. Yeah. I have to ask you before we get into the nuts and bolts of the program, how is the climate there for unions? I, I know, I know that's not an easy state. It's a right to work state and it, it's probably not very union friendly, but how is it? Maybe New Orleans might be a little different. Can you, uh, can you help me out on that? Yeah, it's, predominantly non-union but we've been we've been actually zeroing in and organizing some uh some really good help from non-union and um they they've come in and they get into the apprenticeship program and you know we'll test them in and, and try out their skills and see where they are and we'll place them in and actually give them a raise um they're they getting paid the bare minimum you know and They'll come in and, and, and really be blessed to be a part of the program because they, did, they didn't realize how much money they're losing out being non-union. But most of the job down here is uh, predominantly non-union. But we've been getting majority of the work here lately. I mean, I think we're ramping up pretty good. That's good to hear. I know there's a lot of organizing going around. And, uh, 
And it's it's been tough in those right-to-work states. But uh, I know our union brothers and sisters are doing everything they can to kind of turn that around. And, and it is happening. I know a lot's happening in Alabama, for one. Let's talk about you. I, I was reading earlier that you graduated high school in May of 2017, and then you got into the apprenticeship program just a couple of months later in September of that year. What made you go in that direction? I mean, there, there's I know there's a push, especially in high schools, for kids to go to college. What's what's your story on that, Garrett? When I graduated, I didn't know which way to turn. I was um, I was actually working in a chicken little place, frying chicken, and and I didn't know what to do with my life. And I I, didn't, I knew I didn't want to go to college and have all these loans. And and I got to talking with uh, my girlfriend's dad, and he worked in the insulators union for 40 years and he was telling me how great of a trade it is and to get involved and so i went signed up got in the apprenticeship program in 2017 and i just went to class went to class every day went to all the union meetings got involved um tried my best you know and um i was able to get into the executive board and be a part of that and once I turned out, uh, I started actually part-time teaching. So I would, I'd go in in the evenings after work and teach the apprentices. And our old coordinator retired, and I seen the opportunity. So I um, I applied for the job as being coordinator. And um, at 24 years old, I became the coordinator. So it was pretty it was pretty quick. But I mean, I did what I had to do and really tried my my hardest and I have no student loans and I'm, I'm blessed that's what it's all about Garrett hey Garrett I see that you were apprentice of the year back in 2019 that was like two years after you entered the program that had to be pretty cool for you huh oh yeah it was uh we have our banquet every year so each year we'll uh we'll get all apprenticeships all our apprentices together and um you know, really, really make it all about them. Um, give them, you know, food and have a party for them, and we'll we'll have um, we'll give them trophies for who's put in there the most work that year, and and really tried their best. So when I got it, I I, I felt like you know I was accomplished. Uh, made me want to keep going and keep trying harder. Good for you. You know, this being National Apprenticeship Week, there's a lot of events going on. I don't know if there's anything going on in your area. Are you aware of anything? Because I'll tell you, you, you talk about that uh, earn while you learn. Boy, I tell you, when people hear that message, they say, man, that's a pretty darn good idea. I could make a lot of money, and there's going to be no college debt. Anything happening to your knowledge in, in that area in Louisiana? We are. I know we're doing a lot of job fairs going on and career fairs and and trying to talk to the younger people in the in the how great of a thing this is because I know in school they push a lot of college 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 which isn't isn't a bad thing I mean that's that's all fine and dandy but um you know when you get to tell them you can come right out of work right out of school and you're making making decent money and you get raises every year and you just got to come to class one night a week down here I mean that's how it is and and it, it, it's like a no-brainer for them. They're like, oh, you know, and you have no student debt. You you are all hands-on. 
and we teach you everything you need to know about about the trade. Garrett, if you don't mind, can we zero in on what you do as apprentice coordinator there? We're speaking with Garrett Giglio, who's the apprentice coordinator at uh, Insulators Local 53 in New Orleans, website insulators53.org. Can you be uh, specific on the pro? How many people are in the program right now, Garrett? Uh, we have 32 apprentices right now, and pretty much what our program all involves is um, you come to class one night a week, and we'll teach you from the very beginning the basics of insulation, the fundamentals of insulation, um, how to divide, you know, insulation mat divides fractions and learn your ODIs of your insulation to getting into the classroom and actually putting on insulation onto the pipe and and making sure it's done right and wrapped correctly so when you get out on the job, you know exactly what you're doing. You're not going to have heat loss. You're not going to have condensation problems. Um, and mainly what I do is we have we have multiple teachers. We have actually three teachers, but I'm the, I'm the only full-time one, which is I'll make sure I put in all their information into, into the state and, and work on getting grants for them and We'll actually get all their uh, tools and work booths for them through the state. And, you know, when I when we get these apprentices in and they hear all this, like, man, they're going to buy my tools for me. They're going to buy my booths for me. I mean, <laughs> they they love it. You know, yeah. they, they, they feel like, you know, they're being taken care of. Yeah, that's what we want. And that's what they want. Obviously, that's cool. That it's like a it's like a Christmas present to them. That's cool stuff. Right, you right, feel pretty. Right. You feel pretty good about the program. Then moving forward, how does the future look right now? I think the future is bright. I mean, these guys are getting involved. They they love what they're doing. They they all they got multiple people that want to do the uh, Mac competition, which at the end of the year we'll we'll have a little in house competition and see who's the best and they'll they'll go on uh go to the south southwest conference and and go against other locals and and insulate there and and then if they win there they'll go against the whole nation and and wherever they have the mac competition which this year it's in orlando and you know it really sets them apart of who's going to be the best and you know they they all want to be the best so it it really is rewarding because they all they're all putting in 110%. Mm-hmm. Right. Good stuff. Garrett Giglio, apprentice coordinator at uh, Local 53, the Heat and Frost Insulators, website insulators53.org. I'm going to let you get back to work, brother. You take care, stay in touch, and uh, be safe, okay? I sure will. Thank you so much. I appreciate the time. All right, that's it for another edition of America's Workforce. Tomorrow, the North Coast Labor Federation and more on National Apprenticeship Week. Until then, all of you have a safe and wonderful day. That concludes another episode of the America's Workforce radio podcast. Thanks for listening, and be sure to subscribe so you never miss a show. America's Workforce is a production of Labor Tools and BMA Media Group. Find out more information online at labortools.com.